Mm-hmm. That's very interesting that you mentioned that design dynamics first. Maybe the question here about um, the first of robotic debate about morphological computation via, via control design. I think before going that, if if you think that we can really figure out what could be the beneficial non-inertis, do you think that could be replace could replace the traditional control? If we look to nature, we, we don't need most of. I don't know if you can give example. They don't need this controller or maybe the brain, and still they exhibit kind of maybe mechanical intelligence or body intelligence. Do you think that could also, if we maybe figure out the the, the desired functionality without you using controller, do you think that could happen? Yeah, so I think I I wouldn't say that the brain is not important in biological systems. Um, a claim that I would make is that if you look as a complicated biological system as a human, there are a lot of layers, uh, historical layers um, in the brain, in the body, that reflects the whole evolutionary process that we've gone through to come to this species. Um, so the, there's this kind of lizard brain which reacts more uh, than there's these high cognitive functions. And if you go down also in the body, right, there there are parts who are communicating upwards but also downwards. And then there's also like pure mechanical kind of features in our body like our tendons which can serve as some kind of self-stabilizing mechanical systems. And they all work really nicely together. And this is another question that hasn't been answered yet. How how can these different layers work together in, in a nice way? And even if you go down uh, to, like historically, to very simple um, biological systems, there was a time where there was no brain available. Even neurons weren't available at all. And still these kind of um, biological systems were really, really successful. So, it, of course, they don't have cognitive functions that be a creative solution a problem solver like we are as humans, right? So I don't think without the brain is, is a good approach. I think that would be too extreme. I think a robot without the brain would be very useful. I think the brain is really good at, for example, let's say an artificial brain, at, at planning, at memory storing, at uh, combining different kind of context information, uh, making them high-level decisions, while the body on the other side is really good at physical interaction, at locomotion, at grasping, uh, when you do have to do something really, really fast, there is no need for the brain to interact every single millisecond as we usually do, uh, but it could be like every half a second or every second, or only when the task is changing, or if we have to increase the velocity of our running robot or stop it or move directions. Now, coming back to your questions of control, um, I think control, I mean, I'm a control theorist myself, um, I, Control is, is, is a really exciting field, but it's a very old field as well. So it has very kind of strict rules how to think about control. It's a lot about modeling um, or deriving models or estimating the model and then therefore define a controller, uh, which is very closely connected to classical robotics, where you have a good model of the robot and the environment. So I think we we need to maybe get out of this box as well. And and I've mentioned it in the d- debate as well. I think um, what, what we're trying to do currently in soft robotics is, is pushing the limits of control theory, um, but we should think really beyond this limitation, right? To think about completely new ways to control, um, which could include that we have this kind of levels of control uh, where mechanical part is one of it, which is completely passive, 
which is underactuated. Um, but this is where interesting stuff happens in the body on the morphological side. So I, I, what I see is that we're going to have um, maybe a new set of control approaches that will be incorporated into the classical control theory, uh, extended, and then maybe in 10 years it's, it's part of, of classical control theory, and you say, well, that's control, control theory. That's fine as well for me. But I think the... And I compare it a little bit like if you are a classical conventional roboticist, you think about a robot in a very specific way and soft robotics stepped out of that and said, okay, what about using completely different materials? Uh, robots don't have to look like an arm or a humanoid. It can be very, very different. Um, and I would suggest we do the same for the control theory side, right? We step out of the constraint and say, Okay, can we explore new ways, uh, even bio-inspired ways, do you think about control? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Maybe a question here from the control side. What could be, you think, the, the crucial morphological computation prompter that can enhance this control design or maybe pushing the limit? If you can tell us what could be maybe a significant situs or maybe parameter in morphological computation that should be considered in control design. Um, so... So if you really want to take advantage of um, of nonlinearities in the morphology, um, so what we talk and, and I'm talking now in control theoretic terms, you you have a, a like a subset of your state space that is not directly controlled. So if you're under actuated system, um, so what you want to do is you want to design a system that exploits these dynamics. And, and some people are working on that. Um, um, Cosimo de Santana, for example, works on that. Uh, um, then people uh, in, in Cambridge and Control Group, for example, uh, they're working on, on kind of how to exploit this kind of underlying dynamics. Um, so that's one approach that you say, okay, I don't want to um, just have the controller to force the system in doing that, but rather use the dynamics in order to uh, exploit it in, in, a, in a positive way. So do you have to give in dynamics by the morphology and then you try to learn how to, to use them. Uh, another way is there is um, like, and there's some work in, in classical control theory on, on that, but it hasn't been connected to soft robotics so much yet, is when you control something with passive dynamics, you don't want to control it every single millisecond because you would destroy the eigendynamics of the morphology. But rather, for example, if you would have a limit cycle for locomotion, you just every once in a while at the limit cycle, you give this additional push, the energy, right? And to find out when is the right time to push and how much energy and how the signal should look like, this is something really interesting as well from the perspective of morphological computation. Um, and of course, this kind of orchestration that you have different kind of levels at different time um, levels, right? So you have this side which is... Uh, at millisecond, another one, half a second, maybe another one is growing over a year, and you interconnect this kind of information in a control theoretical framework would be very interesting as well. And there's, of course, the connection with learning there involved as well. Mm 